0: welcome to the soul on fire podcast where i interview cool people who i admire or they're up to cool things or both usually is the case and cool today people. i'm joined with cool people I'm, on. i've got a bit of a lag here on zoom but um today i'm joined with mitra who i met when i was in the u.s and i kind of cross past with the the ISKCON youth bus tour and you were playing guitar and banjo and just being a super cool guy for young people and I was just super inspired like I saw you and I was like kind of older but he's like cooler than me um, well
1: I was like thinking I was traveling with the bus tour and that wasn't the first tour I'd done with them and a lot of these kids on the bus tour are from Alachua, Florida, which is the biggest Hare Krishna community in North America. And a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of young people, when they come into that community, they kind of have a hard time breaking in. They say it's like kind of clicky and they have a hard time getting in with the youth. And I get it because those youth are like so super cool. I mean, I don't think they're intentionally, like, shunning people. It's just they've got this high level of awesomeness going on there because that Alachua community is like a planet with a gigantic gravitational pull. And anything that's not nailed down securely on your tiny little planet in North America gets pulled off and falls to planet alachua and alachua just keeps getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and, and so like it becomes this irresistible force but we have we are kind of um what's the word we're, we're stubborn we have not fallen into alachua we decided we're gonna keep separate from it <laughs> but going on the bus tour i was the bus driver and i just felt like these kids are actually they are really nice they're really polite and inviting and welcoming and and i felt like i was an honorary youth for the month that we were traveling uh oh am i frozen
0: no i i was just
1: just you're just just holding still yeah you gotta keep moving otherwise i think that um our internet has stopped um
0: I'll sway back and forth so, or something.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I go in time with the music. <laughs> you know. um, so I have a commercial truck driver's license. I, I used to have a job driving a freight truck, you know, big 16-wheeler. Um, and so I've, I've kept that up and driven tours with the bus tour oh uh, so nice. you know, when i met you we were at the new york Rathiatra, yeah and yeah and that tour i forget where where all we went that year
0: i think i also saw you um maybe the following day um at detroit mm. yeah we stopped off there and we had lunch um on picnic tables in at the temple the Iskon temple and Goravani was there and yeah okay
1: yeah there's the whole festival circuit so i don't know who your listeners are but <clears throat> if they're all in australia or international or at all
0: yeah um, pretty international at this point um yeah so so where are you now? Like you're right now you're in a house that you built and it looks super cool. And if oh. you feel inspired, you could even give us a tour. No. Actually well,
1: maybe next next week or so. Actually this is a, a tiny house. It's like a trailer oh. built out of logs. Wow. It's all wood. Um yeah, we have a lot of wood here in this part of the world. We're on the eastern side of the US. And there are trees everywhere. If you just leave the land alone, it grows up in trees.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, and I've lived in North Carolina for the last 25 years. But we just recently moved uh, a little closer to town, a little closer to Asheville, which is seems like the big mecca for cool people in North Carolina. Uh, and I've been building a house, so I'll give you a tour next time. Yeah, no. sometimes yeah. I have my phone, <clears throat> and yeah, we're cool. getting close to moving into it. Um, that house was designed around the temple room. Um, what we like to do is to interact with local people, and the local music here is bluegrass with banjos and mandolins and fiddles and guitars and people singing in harmony. And so we try to replicate that with our kirtan.
0: Would and you be willing to show us something on your handmade guitar? Is it uh, called the Mitra-tar?
1: The Mitra-tar. Okay. Let's see. I've got two of them here. Do you want the primitive or the more advanced one?
0: I like the primitive. primitive. But Yeah. Maybe in the next, next time we can have the more advanced one.
1: Yes, we can um, prove uh, evolution. We can show how things.
0: Are <laughs> this is amazing.
1: This is uh, this one was made oh about twelve years ago, and you made it, yeah. Yeah, just a tin can, and I put the bridge over it. I ran a string across it, and I was just I just had a desire to make. Some kind of an instrument, and so I was surprised. Hey, that that actually makes a sound. Can huh. you hear that?
0: Yeah, it sounds great. Can okay, you play now. us a number?
1: prepared um but uh
0: makes it even better
1: It takes a while to get it all the way tuned up. So, when I invented that, I just felt like I could lose all of my money and all of my guitars and all of my possessions, and I could just get a stick and a can, right? Be able to make music, Um, and an old piece of glass for a slide, and cut up a piece of a credit card for a pick, Mm. and then. Just play it anywhere, and then I could hold this out and say, "Right, <laughs> help me out."
0: If I hadn't seen it, I would have, I, I wouldn't have any idea how inexpensive and resourceful that thing is. I would have thought, "Wow, you know, it's like some guy with a super sweet sitar or something yeah, in India
1: or something." Yeah,
0: it sounds so, yeah, totally authentic. It
1: is surprising. Um, and the story behind that is about when Prabhupada came back to New York, he started the Hare Krishna movement in nineteen sixty-six in New York. And there was no money. I mean, it was there was no money at all. He had the books that he had printed in India and he would sell a few of them here and there, and he was dealing with with people that had no money uh but somehow they started this little storefront temple and one of the devotees that was there oh boy can you still hear me am i coming through okay i just saw the screen get fuzzy um one of the devotees that was there in those early days said that summer we bought a lot of watermelons and we ate the watermelons and we asked Prabhupada what can we do with the rinds you know the the skin from the watermelon Prabhupada said you peel it cut it up and you can cook it like a vegetable and he said that's what we ate that summer was watermelon rind sabjis they were that poor
0: <laughs> wow
1: they had they could not afford to get a phone there was a payphone on the corner and so they would use that. And when Prabhupada went to San Francisco and they needed to call him, they didn't have enough quarters to pay for that. So they went and they bought washers, you know, the round thing with a hole in it. And they put a little piece of tape over the hole and they dropped those in the pay phone. So they could, <laughs> and they were, They didn't have any money. I mean, they were dirt poor. So Prabhupada, later on, when he returned, uh, 11 years later, or 10 years later, to the uh, New York Rathiatra Festival, which is the same festival where I saw you. Um, Right. um, Prabhupada came there in 1976, and it was like a joyous homecoming All of these devotees, he saw how things had built over those 10 years. And he said, we went on this parade down Fifth Avenue. Uh, When he got back, he sat in a room with a group of devotees. And he said, he told a little story. He said, there is a man who found a gourd, a dried up pumpkin shell, which is a gourd. Mm. Um, It had been thrown away he found a stick, he found a wire, and he put those together and he made an instrument and he made beautiful music. Prabhupada said, in the same way, I have found all of you, the rejected refuse of your society, and I've put you together and I've created this beautiful Hare Krishna movement. So when I heard that story, I always thought, man, if I ever get a gourd and a stick, and some wires, I'm gonna try making a tambora, And so that's what brought this about. Somebody gave me a gourd and that he had grown in his garden. It was, a, it was a big one. And I thought, man, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to use a gourd, and I'm, I'm nervous to cut it open. And so I thought, well, let me experiment with these things that are thrown away, because they make noise and this was all garbage. <laughs> Every bit of it. Here's some broken joppa beads for the little oh,
0: fine tunes. Got some Tulsi on there then.
1: Yeah. Nice. So you can do your fine-tuning here. Wow. Like you do with the tambura. All right, so that's the primitive mitratar.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And how did you become a Hare Krishna?
1: Oh wow! Now, <laughs> <laughs> <you want laughs> the five-minute five story or the six—we've
0: uh, six got hour. thirty-one minutes. So yeah, like whatever version you feel inspired to tell.
1: Um, I had graduated from high school and spent the whole summer in San Jose Um I was just getting restless and I did not want to go back into school right away and so in September I decided to hitchhike to Mexico from I was in Bay Area, California. And so I just loaded up my backpack and started hitchhiking to Mexico. And on the way, I stopped in San Diego, um, where I met some people who said, we're going to the Krishna temple because they got free food tonight. It's, it was Sunday. And so I went in and I saw the devotees dancing in the kirtan, and I thought, well, this really looks fun. Um, and then there was the lecture, and there I met somebody that I knew. He was actually um, a relative. He was my mother's cousin.
2: Hmm.
1: This really cool guy, Charlie Blankenship, who had traveled around the world on a sailboat with his wife, um, he would hire out working on sailboats and then when they get to a port town, he would play flamenco guitar and people would throw money to him. And uh, so that just seemed like, what a cool person. Um, So he was at the temple and I ended up staying at his, at their house on the beach for a few days, a few nights and, During that time, I read his Bhagavad Gita and just thought, this is a very interesting book written 5,000 years ago. Um, I was interested in archaeology and Egyptology. Um, And seeing the Sanskrit, I'm like, well, that's as old as the Egyptian hieroglyphics and it's been translated and people still use this language. It's not a big mystery. Well, let's let's look into this. I was fascinated by that. Didn't really understand it, but I understood enough to want more. And so hitchhiked home and a month later decided, yeah, I'll go check out the temple in Berkeley. And so I went there to spend a weekend. And then I thought, well, that's pretty cool. I'll stay another weekend. And so I just stayed on and never, never left. Um, so that's kind of it. I mean, nothing right. but, like amazing, it's just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it and is something... amazing that you're still, still doing it. And you, you use Zoom to share that Bhagavad Gita. Um, we recently, uh, I was joining your Zoom reading sessions uh, yeah. during lockdown, and I was so inspired that I started my own, just oh, purely ba- based on, you know, I even took notes, how I, I named the note uh, notepad thing, how Mitra uh, facilitates Bhagavad Gita zooms (laughs) and I I just like wrote down anything I noticed because I'm so inspired by how you how you share Krishna consciousness
1: we've been doing it for a while and it just kind of started spontaneously um where we used to live there were a lot of devotee families and kids and some of the kids were going to the public school and at the school although they are trying not to be devotees and trying to hide it and we were out in the country, these country people were like, well, tell me more about it. This sounds really interesting. And so they started reading Bhagavad Gita's. I mean, high school kids, young, early on in high school, like, you know, freshmen, ninth grade. Um, and then when we started inviting people to our house for bluegrass style kirtans, because that wasn't so welcome at the temple. So we we just started, okay, we'll just do it at our house. We don't want to rock the boat. Um, these kids started coming, and then we'd serve them a feast. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, perfectly.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Um, and after the feast, I'd say, hey, let's let's read some Gita. And they were like, yeah. Uh, it was funny. There's just one kid who just turned 13. And for his 13th birthday, he bought a Bhagavad Gita because he'd been, like, reading somebody else's. On his 13th birthday, he bought a Bhagavad Gita from Amazon, and he wanted to make sure. It's got to be Prabhupada's Gita. And so 13th birthday, on his 14th birthday, I gave him a Srimad Bhagavatam. The whole set? No, just the first volume. Got it. And he just... Read that over and over and over wow. again. And like, these are country people, young country people. Um, so I kind of developed that, you know, going around and around everybody read a verse and all right, what does this mean? What do you see in here? And get them talking about it. Then our son went to college at Appalachian State University in Boone up in the mountains. Um, and that's also in North Carolina. And it's kind of like you take the state of North Carolina, which is sort of shaped like this and Boone's up here. And then you take it and you just shake it. And like all of the really cool people end up here in Boone going to college. And so we would sit out on the lawn where everybody's doing yoga and throwing frisbees and, um, and we would serve out Kitri and cookies and make friends with people. And then we'd have a box of Gitas and just say, hey, wanna read some Gita? And then we'd have a circle of people, a dozen, a dozen, sometimes like 25 people in a circle reading Bhagavad Gita. And they would, sometimes they, they would say, I'm supposed to be in a class right now, but I got to stay and see how this chapter ends. <laughs> um, so I felt really good. We had become the distraction. We were <laughs> distracting them. Because you know how when you have a program and you invite people, come, and then they later on they say, oh, I really wanted to come, but uh. this came So instead of us having a program, we just went out there right right in their face. And people were walking up like, what's going on here? And so while they were going in that circle, I would ask them, so what are you seeing in here? What what are you getting from this? And they would say some really cool things. And sometimes they would say some really weird things. Mm -hmm. But no matter what they said, I would just try to encourage them. And try to find something good in there, um, uh, like I would say, "Wow, I've I've been reading Bhagavad Gita for forty years now, and I've never really thought about it that way. That's that's really interesting." So what you're saying is, and then I repeat it back to them, and then kind of develop it a little further, add on a couple more points, and then is that what you're saying? And they would be, um, "Yeah." actually you took it a step further. That was really cool. I like what you did and maybe we'll put this on there too. And then, Mm. so we had just elevated this whole conversation based on Bhagavad Gita. So that's, that's what I try to do it as. I see it as a conversation. The book is just there to help bring us up. Otherwise, what are we going to talk about? How much we hate certain politicians Or certain policies or the weather or you know, it's just stuff that we're dissatisfied with. Or if we talk about things that we like, then that just increases our material desires. Mm. And and that's no fun. Who wants to have a bunch of material desires? Those things are like man, they're embarrassing and And they don't make you happy. That's true. And I was really surprised how those college kids accepted the points as we read them. Mm. Um, it just got to be so fun to, um, you know, I wasn't like pounding them with stuff. I was just reading it and I was asking like, what do you think of this? Does this, have you ever heard that anywhere else before? Mm. Um, like there's one purport that we would read a lot. Um, The more we think of sense gratification, the more our mind becomes dissatisfied. Modern society is all about increasing um, material desires. And when when your mind's full of desires, you're never going to be satisfied. And so I asked them, have you ever heard that anywhere before? And they said, no. Does it make sense? And they all said,
0: yeah. Mm. so Yeah. yeah no that's awesome it's a good segue into um something i think you should talk about because it's your 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 life which is your spiritual practice and beliefs or your philosophy um you know maybe you could share um like a uh, sort of Krishna consciousness in a nutshell and like what does your day look like or your morning routine?
1: Well, okay um, Those are two big questions. We'll start with the easy one the day I Wake up after I get enough sleep. Um, I Don't I don't set any alarm clocks or anything I'm on this really flexible schedule I'm building a house and I don't want to fall asleep while I'm up on a ladder or something Mm. Um, and then get out and do the outside work before it gets too hot and then then work inside and then come back um, and do our class at 7 o'clock at night Um, well also in the morning I've got chanting on my beads the joppa beads um got them right here and
0: are, are these the same beads you received no, 40 years ago no
1: no man i wish i'd had them i lost those in yeah 30 years ago got it but uh, I know someone who has his original beads that he got from Prabhupada back in 1970. Wow. Um, but uh, it's amazing. 16 times around, takes a couple hours. Um, I'm surprised. I've been doing it every day since...
2: How long
0: did it 19- take you?
1: 1975 I've been doing this. Um, how long... It depends if I pay close attention it goes by really fast Mm. it doesn't seem to take much time at all but if I'm spacing out I'm wishing I was somewhere else doing something else it seems to take forever Uh, right um usually each round will be somewhere between six to ten minutes I usually get everything done in a couple of hours, but if I'm really locking it, locking it down, I guess that lockdown word is not huh. there anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. Lock down the japa nice. um, Lock down the mind and focus. It goes a lot faster and get a lot more from it. It's more concentrated. So my philosophy as a devotee, um well we've got all of these books with the philosophy but years ago i just decided i just want to be real about it i don't want to put on some kind of facade and pretend to be someone really holy but just to be genuine and i think that's more holy than anything really and people see through that if if you're not being genuine and being genuine is a lot more interesting than someone that's trying to be interesting. Hmm. Um, Oh, and one thing I learned from a friend of mine who is not very tall. Let's see. hes less than four feet tall. Okay. Um, he was an actor and, uh, because there's the big call for actors that, that size.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And he said, one thing he learned in acting school is, don't try to be interesting, but be interested. And so I, I kind of run with that. I, rather than try to be flamboyant and stuff, it's just be interested in people and interested in what's going on.
2: Hmm.
1: it really does work life has become so much more interesting Hmm. yeah Yeah. they should teach that in high school
0: (laughs) Uh, they should teach a lot of things in high school
1: (laughs) high school that was really traumatic for me you can imagine why i didn't want to go back to college right Uh, and I still haven't, I still haven't gone to college. I've gone to college to give lectures, uh-huh. lots of lectures, but I've never gone to take classes.
0: Right. Huh.
1: But I can, I can converse with college students and college professors too. And um, so, yeah, I never stop learning, keep learning. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in all kinds of topics because, um, you know, there was, a, there was a time as a brahmachari, I spent 10 years as a brahmachari, and we were pretty pretty strict about everything and really focused on on the books. <clears throat> but after getting married and then kids and things and building, then I just started getting interested in everything, and it's like every topic that I look into, I go deep enough into it, and I just think, wow, there's Krishna in there. I see see Krishna in that, and I see how I can apply this to Krishna consciousness. But I think that uh, the important thing was getting that grounding, the beginning years of Brahmachari life. Right. Going yes.
0: deep
1: into the uh what would you call it? The regulation regulation, the rituals. All right. So yeah. how are things on your under- end?
0: Yeah, so we've got um we've got about fourteen minutes and usually at this point I'll um we'll do a quick fire round, which is a uh, twenty kind of random Questions, if you're up for it. All right, here we go. All right, cool. Um, First one's kind of lame, but it's what's the first? What's your favorite thing in your closet right now?
1: I don't have a closet right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, oh man! Wow, so much. Well, I'll just. um, well, let's see. That was somebody just speaking to a group. Um, but he, he was uh, under a lot of legal problems in Germany. And the temple was under a lot of legal problems. The government had frozen their assets and frozen everything. Um, so he said during that time, he just went to people's homes and things going and he found that actually he was getting a lot more done that way than by running and managing a great big temple and spending lots of money Uh, he never stopped he didn't let he didn't let all of the external circumstances stop him from doing what he felt was in his heart to do to share Krishna consciousness with others so I've taken that.
0: That's very cool.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Do you have any pets?
1: Um, no. There's a guinea hen running around. Um, but <laughs> I, she just runs away from me, and I don't know where she came from. But that's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's very random. Um do you have a favorite movie
1: <laughs> favorite movie yeah oh man i gotta say your ever well-wisher it's oh. the documentary about Prabhupada. i've seen it a million times nice we used to show it it uh while we toured going to colleges oh we have pretty much the whole thing memorized
0: oh yeah nice
1: so, Your ever well-wisher if anyone's okay. listening look it up
0: We'll link it in the description.
1: Yeah, it's so good.
0: Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Mm.
1: Skinny, frustrated, um, and hopeful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, You're not the first person to say hopeful. I like it. Um, This one's a little bit Random might have to change it up a bit. Um, it's what's in your handbag right now
2: My handbag?
0: Yeah, or I guess your man bag or your I don't know bag.
1: I got my backpack here that has gone on multiple tours Let me Show this off This is my paraphernalia that I've taken to rainbow gatherings and over the last, oh, 15 years or so, taking it on bus tours. So, headset, flashlight, a little, little bit of soap, so I'm just ready.
0: Nice. That's all you need. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve?
1: Oh, what do I gripe about? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I try not to gripe. Um, it's griping.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good philosophy, totally.
1: Right, that's my pet peeve.
0: Right, people with pet peeves. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, or carob.
1: (laughs) Um, yes.
0: Okay, (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, If you could be from any other decade or era. Which would it be?
1: Oh, man, yeah. Decade era. Oh, man. Whew. So you're bringing out the time machine. Whoa. Mm. I don't know. Wherever we are is where we're meant to be. I've, mm. I've thought this through and just thought, well, Krishna's got me here for a reason. Mm. That is even one of my little rants that I go on.
0: Right.
1: I'm in a storytelling mood. So if you had a time machine and you could go back to 1966 and meet Srila Prabhupada and see the Hare Krishna movement and Prabhupada, you know, he would say to you, you have a time machine. What are you doing here? You should go and see my guru. Hmm. He's a real Vaikuntha man. You should go and see him. Go right now. Go get back in your time machine. And then you'd go to see Bhakti Siddhanta, and Bhakti Siddhanta would say, You've got a time machine? What are you doing here? You should go see my father, vinod Thakur. And then vinod Thakur would say the same thing. What are you doing here? You need to go see Naratam Das Takor. Mm. And Naratam would say, What are you doing here? You need to go see Gadadhar Pandit. Kudadhar would say, what? Go see Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya would say, what are you doing here? If I could be with Krishna, I would be with them right now. I would give up millions of bodies to be with Krishna. Go get back in your time machine. Go back and see Krishna. So you'd go back and see Krishna. And Krishna would say, what are you doing here? I set up everything for you in 2020. Everything you need to achieve perfection is right there. You don't belong here. You're out of place. You're out of sequence. Get over there.
0: Wow. So there. That's great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, of course, we all have nostalgia. And, yeah, if I could do it over again, that would really be fun to live my life again, knowing what I know now. Hmm. cheating.
0: Well... I'm really interested to hear your answer to the next question then. If you weren't in the, hmm, so I copy and pasted this from some website and it, and so it doesn't actually apply to you, but it says if you weren't in the magazine industry, what would you be doing? So I guess for you it would be if you weren't.
1: (laughs) If I weren't a devotee, what would I be doing?
0: Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. What, what, what would you say to that
1: oh man it's a wide wide open world i don't know i don't know
0: what do you think you would be doing actually if if you didn't become a Hare Krishna? where would you be uh, what was your trajectory uh,
1: i don't know it's been so long
0: <laughs> yeah sure
1: I mean I was 18 mm. here I'm 63 am I 63 now yeah I am 63 um how many years is that that's 45 years um so yeah I met all kinds of people I don't know if I'd be doing music mm. that's for sure I don't know if it would be a profession but Definitely be playing music hmm. if I'm alive.
0: Speaking of, hey, uh, speaking of music, what's on your playlist right now?
1: I don't know. I don't have a playlist. <laughs> I I, uh, I tune into uh, Wisdom of the Sages. Nice. Just every day and listen to their interview. That's that's a daily thing.
0: Very cool. Those guys. They are super inspiring wisdom of the sages i'll put that link in the description as well if you could have any three people dead or alive who would they be Or uh, any three people over for dinner any
1: three people what was the last part
0: um over for dinner um so these can be people dead or alive
1: oh oh my gosh oh well i mean that's pretty obvious krishna um Lord Chaitanya, Srila Prabhupada. I guess first Prabhupada and then just say, Hey, I'm gonna have Lord Chaitanya <laughs> you with your permission, would that be all right if I invite him? And then Yeah. Okay. So long as we're you know, just <sighs> um yeah, definitely. Nice. I didn't have to stop and think about that.
0: Yeah yeah that that is a pretty obvious answer, eh. If you yeah. could ha- If your house was on fire, what two things would you run back in to get?
1: I don't know. <laughs> well, the deities, I guess, yeah we have beautiful deities everything else is replaceable sure um once our house is done you're going to see it we're going to make that into our studio and we're going to set it up you'll you'll see what's going on
0: oh so the house you're in right now is just a, a temporary like dwelling while you build your actual house is it on the same piece of land it's right next door. Right. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to the tour and yeah, that's great. Yeah.
1: It's like a trailer, not much bigger than what you're in right now. probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It looks a little bit bigger, but yeah. Um, name a book that you read that positively shaped you.
1: Oh, okay. Outside of the usual. No,
0: any, any book.
1: I mean, you know, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, okay. but let's go beyond that. I mean, that's okay. obvious. I mean, all religious fanatics are going to quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah. You, you gotta say, a, a you gotta specify like a non Hare Krishna book. Um, right now I'm listening to Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance and it started off pretty good. It's getting kind of depressing and a little bit heady, a little bit too deep, but I was encouraged because I'm writing some books and I just saw like, wow, people are reading this book. Okay. I can, I can do something like this. Mm. Um, so that's what's going on right now. And it may, be, may influence my writing.
0: That's cool. Um. Yeah, I think yeah. you've got great stories to tell, so John I'd definitely Steinbeck. read your book.
1: John Steinbeck, I really like his style of writing. Because when, when I was driving a freight truck, I used to listen to recorded books, all kinds of lectures. Because when you're driving 11, 12 hours a day When, or I'll say, when I'm driving 11, 12 hours a day, I can't just listen to kirtans and lectures over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I need something that's going to stimulate me. And so I would listen to um, lectures on Greek philosophy. Um, And once in a while, a good novel. And yeah, John Steinbeck's novels. Let's see, what are some of his? Of of Mice and Men, um, Cannery Row. Um, anyway, they're they're just like so. They're about these ordinary people that are just kind of losers, <laughs> and they're just so realistic, and you like start to identify with them and i I like that and so i want to write books about devotees like that just regular old devotees you know the devotee that just tries and he just can't ever get it together (laughs) okay you know something like that that you can can,
0: write my biography if you want
1: (laughs) sure i mean everybody's material that could be woven into this um, the challenge is, like, I could just take stories from devotees and put them in there, but everyone's going to say, oh, I know who that's about. Um, i got to, like, kind of tweak it a little bit. And, uh, okay, so anyway, those are, those are some of the books, a couple of the books.
0: Right, so it reminds me a little bit of a book um, by Saturup Dasko Swami about a guy named Nimai, and his pet rat. Have you read that?
1: Yes, yeah. Nima mouse. Mouse.
0: Yeah. yeah, Nima the mouse. Yeah, Nima the mouse.
1: that was good. That was good. It was an attempt at something. Yeah, and we need we need more stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there's also Jananandagow Swami's um, "Animals in Krishna Consciousness," which is, which was funny. Oh.
1: Okay, because like, um, I noticed like Christian bookstores popping up. And I went inside. Like, what? They only have one book, the Bible. Oh, right. But like, how can there be a Christian bookstore? But they have all kinds of books full of novels about Christianity. And there is a one book. It came out like a hundred years ago. What would Jesus do? That's mm-hmm. where that phrase came from. Right. Um, and it was. It's a really good story mm-hmm. about a pastor who. How did it come about? Anyway, some things came about in his life, and he thought, what would Jesus do? And mm-hmm. then he just took that as his motto on how to make his decisions. right? And we just read something real similar in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Huh. how um, let's see there are, Lord Chaitanya is describing there are sixty four items to do in devotional service. And he goes through them and like in the middle of it, one of them is you should accept whatever will make, you should accept things that will make Krishna happy. You should reject right.
0: things yeah. that will make
1: Krishna happy. And so that's so similar to this, what would Jesus do? And so um, some things happen in this pastor's life that really make it hard for him to hold to that i know this is what jesus wants but i'm going to lose a lot of friends if i do this and so like that's that's good material that's good stuff and we need we need honest realistic stories like that as devotees Mm -hmm. and the christians also have lots of books for counseling you know where they talk about a problem and then in the scripture you have this and this and this to support the statement and here's how jesus deals with this problem um so yeah we need we need more books like that
0: totally yeah well i, I will definitely get your book when it comes out or books yeah. okay keep, keep us posted um yeah.
1: illustrations possibly
0: okay hit me up if you had a spirit animal and this is like so cheesy but what would your spirit animal be?
1: Oh, since you said cheesy, I guess cheese would be my spirit animal. I I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, favorite TV show?
1: Mm, Beverly Hillbillies.
0: Okay, I have to look that up. Any tattoos? Sorry. <laughs> no nah. piercings? No. No. Nah. Just your cool glasses and Tulsi beads. Yeah. Best gift you've ever received?
1: (sighs) Uh, Well, I could be cheesy and (laughs) um but uh well this guitar, I've taken it all over all over North America, and my wife got it for me. Nice. Yeah, I went to uh, what was the store? Anyway, it was a music shop that a devotee worked at, and I just thought, yeah, let me just try some guitars, and I tried that one, and I liked the sound, and and uh, so when I came home. I just mentioned, yeah, I was playing on a guitar, it was pretty nice. Said, Oh, okay. And I mentioned the devotee that works there. And so she secretly called him up and asked what guitar was it? And he's got a birthday coming up. And so she got that for me.
0: And I've that's sweet.
1: I've been beating the heck out of that guitar.
0: (laughs) That's sweet. And last Uh, one. If you had one superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, man. I've thought about this so many times. But now I'm drawing a blank. Huh. Um, ah, superpower. Well, when I built the last house that we lived in, I was sitting in the. We were digging the foundation, and I was saying, "Mitra of the future, I'm going to start building this house. Is there anything you want me to know right now um, that I should change?" Right. Yeah. And I would love to be able to hear the future and speak to the past. Yes. Yeah. You can only speak to the future. And you can only listen to the past. Um, so right. I'd like to be able
0: to. Switch that around. That's super cool.
1: Yeah. I'd love to be able to hear myself in the future.
0: Totally. <laughs> totally. And then speak to your past, like you say.
1: Yeah. And say, hey, psst, don't do that.
0: Right. Uh huh. Make,
1: make that wall a little bigger, and make it a little smaller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: totally okay well it's been a pleasure having you on here and and just sharing your story and um and your i loved your answers to those questions um so do you have any message any last words you know you've got you've got the stage what what would you like our listeners to Um, hear
1: well i know it's winter for you guys there but it's summer here i just wanted to say in the bhagavad-gita krishna says i am the taste of water but he really meant to say i am the taste of watermelon um (laughs) watermelon is really the best thing going so i think that's a good place to stop
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, and we'll we'll see you on Facebook, and hopefully we'll join one of your Gita discussions again soon.
1: Yeah, and if anybody out there wants to join us, it's 7 o'clock in the evening here, which is 11 o'clock in the morning for you. And where are you?
0: New Zealand. So that'd be 9 a.m. in Australia. That's about all I know.
1: Okay. All right. So one thing I know on uh, YouTube videos, you know, people give a thumbs up for something they like. Mm. And when you see a lot of thumbs down, I know it's people in Australia
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it. And people get upset about that. I just say, no, 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 it's people in Australia, New Zealand like <laughs> it. And that uh, kind of... Lifts the mood, and so that's uh, that's a superpower that I try to employ just lift the mood.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you definitely have that superpower, and I'm super inspired by it. So, thank you. Okay, okay. all the thank best. You. Good night. <laughs>
1: Good night.